0: Who will save me is the title of this devotion. Wretched, miserable, I feel terrible, I feel depressed, I feel so low. I'm going to talk about depression a bit later in this week. Who will deliver me? Who will save me? What was the wretchedness that the Apostle Paul here in Romans 7 was talking about? Because he says in Romans 7, verse 24... O oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me? He felt wretched because of what? Well, I'll show you right here in Romans chapter 7, which is a really important chapter in between chapter 6 and chapter 8. Because in chapter 6, we see how sin is no more our master because we have been baptized into Christ's death and now risen with him to newness of life. And in chapter eight, we see this newness of life by the Holy Spirit manifesting in our mortal bodies, liberating us from the law of sin and death. But in chapter seven, he says, now I know what's right in God's sight, but I realize that what I know is right, I don't do. And what I know is wrong, I do do. And that was the wretchedness that he felt that he was doing things he knew was wrong. Some people think to get rid of God will get rid of the wretchedness of doing wrong so we can just all do whatever we desire. And that is the spirit of this world today. What would you like to do? What What would make you happy? Instead of what would God want you to do? What pleases God? I find my greatest joy in doing the will of my Father and pleasing Him. In his presence, I have fullness of joy. In the shining of his face in my heart, I am satisfied and complete, and nothing can harm me. I know that the man who lives to please himself will reap corruption, but the man who lives to please God will reap life and everlasting. And so Paul says here in Romans 7 verse 24 uh, verse 14, excuse me, "I know, we know that the law is spiritual but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I'm doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But of what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do and agree with the law that it is good. In other words, I'm, I'm doing things that the law says don't do. Coveting, committing adultery, stealing, lying bearing false weakness, being dishonest, in other words, dishonoring father and mother and so forth, hating which the Bible likens to killing and thou shalt not kill, says the law. He says the things that the law says I shouldn't do, which I know are right, I'm doing it. He says, but now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find in the law that evil is present with me, the one who wants to do good. I delight in the law of God according to my inner thoughts, but I see another law in my flesh, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind... I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So he says, yes, I know in my mind, in my understanding, I know the law of God and I want it. But in my flesh, in my body, there is another law of sin. Now, what are we to do about it? And then he says in Romans 8, therefore... Now, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh nature, but according to the spirit nature. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. And you see this, my dear friends, is what affects your disposition, your moods. And sometimes we can be moody, have mood swings. We can be really excited and happy and all euphoric with enthusiasm. And then we can be as gloomy as death itself. And that ought not to be so. That is terribly hard. Uh, That's very hard for others to live with when you're up, down, up, down, and they never know what they're gonna get. Are you gonna be all hyper excited or you're gonna be all depressed and negative and, and unhappy with the way you talk and act and it's just not the way and why what what causes such wretchedness miserableness it's that we don't know yet how to stay in the spirit we get back into the flesh that's the Verbiage that is used for those people that have been taught in this they say well, I'm I'm in the flesh You know, I'm I'm just doing what my flesh wants I'm just living to please my flesh and the Bible says in Galatians 6 God is not mocked You, You can't fool God what a man sows He will reap he who sows to the flesh He does the will of the flesh will from the flesh reap corruption and death, but he who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap life and peace. Therefore, do not be weary in well doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. And that I can guarantee is so true in every area of your life In in every area of your life, you keep yielding to do the will of the Father as I talked to you yesterday. You keep yielding to the Holy Spirit working in you, working in you. The Holy Spirit brings you into this rest of total satisfaction and contentment in God. Where if you keep working in self, Instead of the spirit is working, self is working and you yield to the flesh nature, you end up into this place. You're miserable, wretched, because now you got what you wanted. Oh, you were after it. You had to have it. You got it. But where's the satisfaction it promised? Where's the fulfillment it promised? Where's the happiness of life it promised? It's not there. Solomon called it chasing for the wind, grasping for the wind, he called it emptiness, futility, vanity was the word that he used. It's all vanity, it's worthlessness, it's emptiness. But if you live to please God and you yield to the Holy Spirit and let the Spirit of God work things in your life, he brings you into this rest. So the difference is we live by the flesh or we live by the Spirit. And here in Galatians 5, verse 16, in the Amplified, it says, but I say, walk, live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to, controlled and guided by the Spirit. For then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh, that human nature without God. I cannot live free from what my flesh is pushing and and constantly unhappy, needing, wanting That whole drama of the flesh, I can't live free from it unless I live by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the law of the life of the Spirit of Christ that liberates me from the law of the flesh of sin and death so i am free by living by the spirit yes in my flesh i know i have sin but sin has no more dominion because through christ i am dead to the sin nature because i'm now alive to god by the holy spirit my freedom from the sin nature in my flesh is through my life nature in Christ. It's his life that liberates me from death. So I keep living in the life of the Spirit and the Spirit renews me inwardly daily, 2 Corinthians 4:16) and transforms me into his likeness, 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18. So listen, the desires of the flesh are opposite to the desires of the Holy Spirit. You see, the desires of the Spirit are opposite to those of the flesh, the godless human nature. For these are antagonistic toward one another, continually withstanding and in conflict with each other, so that you're not free, but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. So here's the desires of the flesh. Here's the desire of the Holy Spirit. These two are two different natures. This is the nature of self, sin, and the world, and the enemy has control there. This is the nature of God, my Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the enemy has no power here. I choose to live here every day, constantly. I choose, I choose. And there are times when my flesh will say, yeah, but if you don't go after what I say, you will suffer. You'll suffer lack, you suffer want, you won't feel the enjoyment that I'm offering you. You see, but that enjoyment is a lie. But the Holy Spirit says, if you yield to this, you'll find contentment in God, satisfaction in God, completeness, and He, by His Spirit, will then work all things together for good. You'll read in Romans 8:28. So listen, if you are guided by the Holy Spirit, then you are not under the law of God. You don't have to be afraid that there's something God wants that you're not doing. No, the Holy Spirit always works in you to do what pleases God. But the doings or practices of the flesh, they are clear. They're obviously what they are. Immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, ill temper, selfishness, divisions, dissensions, party spirit, factions, sects and peculiar opinions, heresies, envy, drunkenness, carousing and the like. And I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So it doesn't just affect your life down here. It affects your eternal future. What you choose to live by. You live by the flesh or you live by the Spirit. Because if you look at the fruit of the Spirit, it says here, the work of the fruit of the Spirit, of the of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit is love. God's love being poured out into your heart. Joy, His joy. His gladness, happiness, peace, patience, and even temper. That your moods are not swinging. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence. I love that word. Faithfulness. Oh, I love faithfulness. Gentleness. Oh, I love to be clothed with gentleness. And I need it because my natural nature can be rough and I can't be that way because it hurts people. Meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint. Yes. Against people that have this nature, there is no law in God's Word against you. There's nothing in God's law that would make you feel you're missing God's will if you live by the Spirit. You see, those who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh, that godless human nature with its passions and appetites and desires. For we now live by the Holy Spirit and we who do live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit daily. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward and walk in in line with Him, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. Let us not be vainglorious or self-conceited, competitive, challenging and provoking, irritating one another, envying, but being jealous of one another. Such things don't belong to people that live in the Holy Spirit. You would never want to be that way in any form or fashion. So, my dear friends, may I plead with you today. Let your heart be saved. From the wretchedness of self, of the flesh, into the joy of living in communion with the heavenly Father. And let me close with you from Romans 8, starting at verse 5. Those of us who live according to the flesh, we set our minds on the things of the flesh. How we can please the flesh and do whatever it dictates us. And you say, yeah, but it feels so good. Oh, but I can't live without it. I got to have it. I got to have it. And those who live this way were constantly thinking about it. You know, to, to take a funny example, you have something here in Britain that is called Viennetta. It is, it is ice cream with chocolate, real thin chocolate in between. It's kind of like a cake, but it's in the freezer. And, and most of the time you only pay one pound for this whole log of ice cream, vanilla ice cream with chocolate. Oh my goodness, just talking about it makes me drool. I used to be so addicted to it that I could not go to the store without having to buy one. Even if I still had two of them in the freezer at home, I had to buy another one because I just thought about it. And I would wait till Virginia's gone to bed and sit there and eat the whole log by myself. And before I knew it, I was weighing 200 pounds. I mean, I was heavy. And I was all Viennetta. And I knew, Robert, you gotta stop this. You gotta stop this, because it's not healthy for you to get so heavy, and it makes life hard with the business you have, and it, it just, is not good for you. But my goodness, it can be tough, couldn't it? it when your flesh craves it, wants it, needs it. And I just said, Lord, this is silly that I'm allowing myself to be controlled by that ice cream and and by your grace no more. And I haven't bought another one. And I know that sounds silly because you go, come on, Pastor, you you mean to live in the spirit? You can't have a Viennetta? No, (laughs) it's not what I'm saying. I'm showing you how you can become so caught up in the flesh that that's all you think about and that it controls you. And that's what the Lord says. We shouldn't be so caught up with the flesh that that's all we're busy with. No, because he says here, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. You see, for to be carnally minded, fleshly minded, is death, separation from God. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is in enmity with God for it seeks self instead of God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor it can be. In other words, the things the law of God wants us to live by, you cannot live by it if you live to please self. But if you live to please God, then you are fulfilling by the nature of His Spirit what His law teaches. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. But if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of his righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies who dwells in you. Life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. And on and on and on. You study this Romans 8. It's phenomenal educational that you realize when I live to please the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit liberates me from those cravings of the flesh and causes me to enjoy life in communion with Father instead of the death of separation in my own will. Oh, dear friends, God doesn't want you to be wretched and miserable. He doesn't want you to live in life and feeling you're missing out on His perfect will. He wants you to enjoy living to please Him every day. And you will be surprised how the Heavenly Father will bless you with every good thing. Amen. Have a good day.